the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on my little podcast, we shall be talking about gilets, jerkins. Now, don't think I'm talking about the same thing when I say gilet and jerkin. They are very, very different. You'll find out if you listen. Plus lurgy. Yeah, there's a lot of it about at this time of year. And if you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be a lot more chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Now, Bush, my dearest Bush, uh, I believe, look, there's the hanky being rustled because we've got the lurgy in the studio. Um, mate, how are you? You've got lurgy as well. Yeah, we've both got little red noses, slightly oh. weird voices, slightly watery, distant eyes. Oh, my eyeballs feel as if they've been taken out, yeah. um, boiled, <laughs> rolled in sand and then put back in. Yeah, I've got that same kind of feeling, actually. I feel like my entire head has been stuffed with like a really old duvet that you don't pull out of the airing cupboard oh, that often. The one that's gone a bit brown. Yeah, a bit brown and really soft. It still works, but not quite as well as it should do. That's how uh, I feel. Are you running a temperature? I feel a yeah. bit peaky, hot and yes, peaky. I'm very hot and peaky. Uh, Should we make ourselves a little toddy? With, well, I'm after some form of a remedy. If that works, let's do it. Yeah. I've got to say, listen, this this annoys me, right? So mm. I got into the carriage of a very, very overloaded uh, London Underground carriage yeah. about five days ago. Everyone was snuffling, everyone coughing. I thought, oh, hello, sailor, right, here we go, into mm-hmm. the Petri dish that is the carriage. And this guy next to me was backlit, okay, so I saw everything with a bright light shining through, (laughs) but threw back his head, sneezed, so you could see five million backlit microbes coming out of his gob. Made no attempt to bring up his newspaper, which is what I normally do. Yeah, exactly. And sneezed over everybody. And I thought, right, there we go. And here we are, Five days later, thank you very much to the man who was wearing a red jerkin. You know, (laughs) my friend, who you are. What's that poster that um, they put up everywhere about... uh, I'm sorry, I'm obsessed now with (laughs) with germs, which is sort of blow it, cup it, and then dispose of it or something. Do you know know the ones? What is it? Uh, What is it? Fold it, sneeze it, fold it, and then... Walk away. And then no. chuck it. Chuck it. What is it? Is it about a tissue? I love the idea of cupping it. Um, I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> what so is it? Sneeze into a tissue, fold it, stick it in the bin. Yes, basically. That. That, that red jerkin man. You hate him now, don't you? Listen. He's patient zero. You know in, in uh, movies about an outbreak, there's always patient zero, the guy <laughs> who starts it all off. That's him for you. I, uh, honestly, I'm, I, I, you know... I'm not, I'm not happy, Bush, with that. I'm not happy. I know you're not happy, Mel, but the problem is this. We were just talking about how you notice how people might spread diseases and, and uh, plagues and stuff when you're on public transport and yeah. so on. The problem is you can't start thinking about that, otherwise you'll go mad. That's very true. Remember that? Was it that guy, Howard Hughes? The yes. The multimillionaire who was so worried about getting infections off other people, yeah. he just lived on the top floor of a casino and grew his hair really long. Yes, you know, Quite nice. It's just around the, actually, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Quite nice. He was never out of his pyjamas, was he, that fella? I wouldn't mind that. Joel Mel, I, I would love, right? Uh, I've got the, the cold thing going on at the I moment. Know, I know, love. I and yours lo- is worse than mine, isn't it? That's what you're trying to tell me. A little bit worse. It's getting a bit competitive. It's not a bragging match. But uh, I would love a better cough. I've got a really pathetic, tickly cough. I haven't even heard your cough. It's just like, it's a cough that like a lady might raise a, a silk handkerchief to during like the uh, the court of Louis the Sixteenth. Yes, during the second movement of a sort of Baroque concert. Exactly, exactly. And I just want a better cough than that. And I've been keeping my girlfriend Katie up at night by my silly little childish cough as well. Go on, what is it? It's more like... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear, no, no. Pathetic, isn't it? I want you a proper want, barker. Yeah, you want a proper hacker. Yeah, a cough where someone, a stranger, would hit you on the back just to try and get stuff moving a bit. Do you know what I mean? My bones are achy, Bush. Oh, I feel I feel quite dizzy as well. And we, would you think we'll make it through the show, <laughs> Melanie? I don't know, Andrew. Let's see how we go. We're very unwell, you know. Yes. Now, listen up. I'm excited. Oh, yes, sorry. It's time for Bush's Red Letter Day. Um, Bush. That was nearly another song then, Mel. <laughs> it, it's building. <laughs> um, Bush, tell us, please. We're agog. What day is it? It's today? December the 3rd, and that is World Make a Gift Day. <gasps> today is World Make a Gift Day. So, with it being like nearly Christmas yep. and that, I thought I'd give you three amazing facts about toys and gifts. Lovely. Good. Good, good. Fact number one. Good. Barbie. Do you know Barbie's actual full name? Oh, no. Tell me. Any idea? Oh, hang on. Is it going to be something really mundane like Pauline? <laughs> that would be great if it was. What? Is it? What? Barbarella? No. It's Barbara Millicent Roberts. <gasps> that was her actual, real, three-barrel full name. Millicent is excellent. Millicent's a very uh, straight-down-the-line, Barbara Woodhouse-esque name. Yeah. Fact number two. In good. 1952, Mr Potato Head became the first toy to ever be advertised on the telly. I did. Mm. Do you ever I, have a Mr. Potato Head? No, I was too old. Oh, well, too old, mate. Really? They've yeah. obviously been around for ages, these things. Yeah, I know. I, my mum and dad were a bit tight. <laughs> we didn't really get toys, we got sticks. Did you get sticks? Yeah. Did like you ever that. get a tangerine? I was telling my daughter the other day about uh, how um, um, my mum, her nana, has always gone on about that she would get a tangerine for Christmas. Oh. Imagine getting a tangerine for Christmas. What is what? this, Angela's Ashes? What, you... <laughs> For, the, for your main prezzy. Your main prezzy, tangerine. Well, you know. No, I never got a tangerine as my main present. It was hard in the olden days. Fact number three. Yes. Mattel, the toy company, was forced by accident to create the He-Man cartoon series after its director of marketing, who was trying to sell the line, told Toys R Us executives that a cartoon special was in the works. Whoa. Now, I loved the He-Man cartoon. He-Man. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I loved it, but they only did it by accident because he was boasting in a meeting. And they had to follow through on it. And presumably it did really well. Did really, really well, yeah. Wowzers. Now, was Jana of the Jungle, was she attached to He-Man in any way? Do you remember Jana of the Jungle? I've never heard of Jana of the Jungle. Jana of the Jungle was excellent. Is it a toy, a kid's toy? It was a cartoon, and then I think there was some merch attached. I quite like the idea of that. Was it, she an offshoot? Something like that? I don't splinter? think she was part of the He-Man universe, as far as I can tell, but were she sounds women, great. Were there women in the He-Man universe? There was, there was She-Ra. She-Ra. Evil Lynn. She was the baddie woman. Oh, She-Ra. Ra. Yes. Master of the universe. <laughs> it was quite similar to He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Listen, very, very strong facts, mate. It's time for the podcast. Uh, the pot topic pot we've got here, Mel. Yeah. Ready for action. You look different now you're on a podcast. There's something about you. Yeah, you look a bit different as well. Yeah, you look sort of, I don't know, what is it? Something's different about you. Bush, I need to put my finger on it. Change my oh, hair? I don't know, there's a different aura. There's a pod podding aura. There's a podding aura going on. Yeah, it's different from your radio face. Hey, by the way, thank yeah, you to love. the people who left uh, nice comments on the comments section of our podcast bit. Oh. We'll, uh, we'll give you a mention on the next one, actually. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, so here we go. Look, uh, here are some questions that have been written down on tiny little balls of paper and stuffed into a, I don't know, 18th century jam jar by Good. people in our office. Let's pod. Let's start podding. 
First question for you, Mel. Be Spider-Man or Batman? Who would you rather be, Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man. Because Batman, look, I'm talking about the old Batman. The only power that Batman had in the old uh, 70s TV show, which Mm. I'm au fait with, not the Christian Bale incarnation, or Michael Keaton incarnation, whichever one, they always change, don't they? They always change. So the old one, i.e. Adam West... Yes. Uh, the only power he had was a pair of nylon tights <laughs> and a very, very cheap utility belt. So for me, to have string and real web shooting out of your, whatever the equivalent of the Achilles heel is, but on your wrist, uh-huh. is far, far better. Yeah, because Batman didn't really have any things. No power. It was just, no power. just kit, wasn't it? He had a car that looked as if it went fast, but I think that was only an effect yeah. that they made on the telly. And there was a bush, actually, that Robin used to keep his bike under that went flat. <laughs> That's all there was. So, you know, it's an obvious, obvious answer. Flat bush, nylon tights versus real stuff that comes out of your wrist. It's got to be Spidey every time. There's no competition, really. Although I haven't seen the new Spider-Man films. I've never seen them. Do you remember the old, photo, do you remember the old Spider-Man in like the 70s and 80s? Yes. With, he wore this kind of like really bad... Smelly. Smelly kind of velour, skin-tight outfit. It wasn't a good look. A bit like Kerry. Yes, exactly. Kind that's of thing what, that R. Kerry wears. When Kerry does her announcements, that's all she wears. Really? It's a velour all-in-one. She says she's going to wear it to the uh, the staff Christmas party as I'm well, I'm looking Karen. forward to that. It's going to be a hell of a night. Just don't put her anywhere near candles. She'll go up like a Roman candle. <laughs> would Would you go bat or spider, mate? I think I'm with you on spider. Yeah, he can fire webs. He can exactly, fire webs. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Bush, I know how your week's been because it's been cold invested. Yeah. You poor love. As I've said before, you are a very, very, very brave broadcaster to be in. Thank you. We're a pair of troopers, eh, aren't we? Yeah. Um, apart from that, how's your week been? Well, Mel, my week has been a lot of skirmishing and oh. fighting. Oh, no. I need to be uh, an adjudicator for me if you can on this yeah, one. what's going on? Let me set the scene. Um, I have a gilet. Uh, I bought a gilet a little while ago. Hang on, is it red? It's not red. I'm not that man. I'm not that man. Gilet equals jerkin in my world. Is that what he was wearing? Yes, it was a red jerkin. It's definitely not a red jerkin. Okay, it's, it's a gilet. So is it padded? It's a padded gilet, slightly camouflagey. I bought it on a whim thinking that looks quite cool. Oh. But I haven't quite plucked up the courage to, to wear it out yet. Did okay? you slightly think... I'm a rapper. I did feel a bit street. A little bit street. It okay. looked a bit street in the shop. Anyway, so it's been hung up for ages and more. My girlfriend, Katie, hates it, hates this thing. She's like, you're not wearing that, you're not wearing that, whatever. Anyway, I came back the other day and she was doing a bit of a clear out, went to maybe have a little look. I always look at the gilet and nearly wear it. Yeah, I opened the door in the uh, the cupboard, gone. Oh, my I said, where's the, where's the gilet gone? And she admitted to me that she put it in with a load of stuff for the ca- the, um, the charity shop, shop yeah. down the road. Good girl. Absolutely so, the right thing to do. As we speak, my gilet, my, it was like 50, 60 quid, this gilet, is sat in a charity shop around the corner. How much is it on for, do you know? I don't know. I'm too, too scared to go and look. I'm guessing five. Really? I'm guessing four ninety nine. Yep. What's your view on a gilet to start with? Okay, I need more more detail. Was it... Did it have a sheen on it? Was it plastic? Yeah, it was a sheeny plastic one. Okay. How padded was it? Very quite pad- quite padded. Was it lined with anything? I feel that uh, producer Louise is laughing and mocking me at the she same time. She looks as if she's about to be sick. <laughs> she was holding up her hand as if to cup something that was about to come out of her mouth. Um, mate, it's not good. It's not good. Camo. It's no. good camo. Nice camo. Was it green camo? Was it grey? Grey, blue. Yeah. All right. And and I was going to then further ask you this then, right? Clearly you're not on my side in terms of the look, but what about this? I'm thinking of going rogue and going down there and buying my gilet bag. That's good. No, I approve of that. 
I mean, oh, how about, listen to this, this is good, a revenge charity shop. Oh, yes. OK, so you go into her end of the wardrobe uh-huh. and you pick out something that you find a bit unpleasant. Maybe that pair of culottes that she thinks is very trendy. <laughs> Put those in the charity shop window, see how that goes down. Now, back to the... Cha- I, I'm into this charity uh, shop. Revenge, revenge charity tactics, Can yes. Can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. I took an enormous bag of stuff to the charity shop, yeah. which was really quite good stuff, OK? Stuff that hadn't been worn that much, really quite good quality. Mm-hmm. Smugly, I went in three days later thinking, I'll see these things on the main mannequins in the charity shop. <laughs> no, to be seen. Really? Nothing. Oh. I even riffled through the racks. <laughs> I found one T-shirt and I thought... What, is my stuff not good enough for you? I almost went up to the lady, but I didn't. (laughs) That's a good point, though, because you kind of want you... You feel that you're bequeathing upon them some form of, like, a a, a sartorial treat. Yeah. And they're not having it. Yeah. There was a sequin berry in there. I thought that would be on the little... The head mannequin. Yeah. No way. I was really gutted. Well, then maybe I shouldn't go down and see what's happened to my gilet, because imagine they don't even put it out front. You'll see it in a bin round the back, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, frankly... The best place for it. Tough that love. Gilet, I'm sorry, Bush, much as I adore you, that sounds heinous. That's you know the only word I can muster up for it. Can I just say, I genuinely <sighs> thought I'd be getting a lot more support on this show. No, I'm okay. sorry, mate. We, well, we tell the truth on this show. This is Saturday lunchtime. Mm-hmm. We tell the truth. I'm going to save it for Tell Mel next time if yeah. I'm going to get this kind of advice. <laughs> but I do think, is there an item of clothing that your girlfriend wears that you, that you kind of think, hmm? She's got what are those things that girls have? I never know the names of any girls' clothes, but there's a, there's a trend for girls' clothes where you wear like um, the same trousers that uh, Alibaba or Aladdin might have. Harem pants. Harem pants. Mm-hmm. She's got a pair of harem pants that I'm not that keen on. The the very low crotch jobs. Yeah, MC Hammer would have worn them during his can't touch this video. The the MC Hammer trousers. Okay, yeah. right. Does she quite like them? I think she, well, she brings them out now and again. Are they patterned or are they plain? Are they plain? Do you dare take the hareems down and see how that goes down? <laughs> Mate, please, and report back. I beg of you, take the harems down and see how that goes down. There's a chance you'll never see me again, but hell, I'll give it a go. Right, that is your mission, Bush, for this week. (laughs) Right, very much podding it up now. Hello, podcasters. Cast your pod into our pot and see what comes out. Eh? (laughs) Eh? 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 Oh, now this is excellent. Right, this is very good. It says, Bush, if you were on a witness protection programme... <laughs> I love the start of that, really heavy. If you were on a witness protection programme and could give yourself a brand new identity, who would you be? <gasps> That's wow. great. OK, I would move myself down to Devon. I would move to the be- a beachside apartment. Yeah. Uh, and I would call myself... i never forget that. When I used to work at... BT, British Telecom. Yeah. I once took a call from a guy called Kevin Huggins. Oh, I, I love was, his name. His name was so cuddly and I just wanted to hug the guy and he was such a lovely fella. I think I'd call myself Andy Huggins because I feel like my surname would almost be an immediate embrace. That's so nice. Isn't that nice? Kevin Huggins. Kevin Huggins. And I, yeah, I would live by, by the sea and just have a backstory that... I uh, won a lot of money on the lottery, and now I just like to hang out by the beach and just do jogging and stuff. Oh, would you be would you be alone, or would there be a Mrs. Huggins? I just think I'd be alone. I'd be the, the lonely beach guy, just wandering up and down in my cagoule during blustery weather. 
I, th- I think you'd possibly have a little metal detector as well, wouldn't you? I would love to do metal detecting. Yeah, I'd love to do that. that. Yeah, Kevin Huggins definitely would. Yeah, he's all over the old uh, uh, Roman pottery market. Yeah. What about, I... Where would you go, Mel? What would you do? Oh, I, I would love to be one of those people that uh, isn't entrapped by sort of modern, a bit like Kevin Huggins, no, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to be a wandering troubadour. Ooh. I'd like to be the sort of person that rocks up in a pub and can tell a really interesting and funny story. I love that. And everyone is transfixed. Yes. And kind of goes, oh, play us a song on that guitar strapped on your back. Yes. And then I'd reach for the guitar, get it out. Yeah. And sing a really brilliant that I want to be a I want to be a wandering troubadour and then I go into a cafe and I can't pay for it because I don't deal in stuff like you currency, don't believe in money and stuff but yeah. I paint a picture on the tablecloth and they say that's payment enough and they yeah. put it up on the wall that's amazing would you have a, normally troubadours have got like a back a fallback craft that they can do like you can bend you make spoons or yeah and I know them. I know all those old folky things exactly yeah. I can probably weave and I <laughs> I'm sort of good looking even though I'm in my 60s. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm seeing myself as a bloke. That's fine. It's the witness a male relocation program. Troubadour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking Jimmy Nail, but possibly a bit cooler. No, I think Jimmy Nail with his crocodile shoes. That sort of figure. That'd be so good. If you would like oh. Mel to come to your pub or cafe and oh. what can you what services you're offering? Painting? Weaving. Weaving. Possibly a bit of balloon magic. Sharpen knives, that kind of yeah. thing. Getting And touch. also I'm the sort of person that People would just say, oh, come and stay with me for a month. A bit like Mary Poppins. Yes. Oh, oh. That, I'd love that. Never know where I'm going next. Where's she gone? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The odd night I would sleep out. Yeah, that would just fine. So you just you know, I, Because mm. that's what happens. Mm. Yeah. And if you came to stay with me on my beachside apartment, Kevin Huggins, uh, you might, I might be chatting to you one day, wake up the next morning and say, uh, what, Mel, what are we going to do today? And you've just gone. But it's okay. Yeah. But you might say... I've just fashioned a boat out of driftwood. Let's have an adventure and go in the boat and see where it takes us. Well, I'm in Devon, so probably down to the Dartmouth or something like that. But yeah, that'd be great. And we're male friends. Yes. We're broing. Bro- broming. We're having a bromance. Isn't that lovely? This is so good. This is really, really I've good. actually gone too into character. And I'm actually now seeing that as our lives. That <laughs> Me will too. Happen. This is going to happen. Huggins it- and Troubadour. <laughs> ah! That's great. <laughs> LG here on Magic. Now, listen up. You know me. I always shoot straight from the hip. Yeah? It's time for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything. Let it begin. Hi, Mel. It's Courtney. Please help me with a project my daughter's doing at school about the Great Fire of London. What basic steps could the baker at Pudding Lane have taken to better fireproof his house? That's a very, very good question. Now, I know for a fact that flour, when you throw it up in the air so it becomes almost like very, very fine dust, is an amazing conductor, if that's the right word, slash spreader of fire. So I would have said to that there baker living in ye olde london times not to have flour knocking around his house, which is tricky now that I mention it because he was a baker. I have tied myself up, Courtney, in my own petard. Let's have the next person. Hi, Mel, it's Dominic. The numbers on the frisdar go from one to five, but what does that mean? Is it the degrees or the power? This has always confused me. What sort of dial are you talking about, my love? A freeze dial. Is that in your fridge, one to five? I'm assuming that it is. I would say that one is the warmest and five 
is the coolest. So I would stay very much somewhere in the middle. I'd say between two and three, probably 2.6. Next. Hi, Mel, it's Joe. I'm 24 years old. Am I too young to have an electric blanket? Joe, never too young to have an electric blanket. What I would say to you is don't have any liquids near that electric blanket because nasty things can befall you. Good luck with it. Oh, thank you. Literally thank you for listening uh, to uh, to the old Poddington's cast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs>